Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast post Joe Burrow 2023 season era. I've heard too many people say post Joe Burrow era as if it's fucking gone forever. It's gone for now. All right. So we're going to get uh, resourceful here. It's that time of season. Me and Drake, we were talking pre episode. We're like, oh, shit. We haven't even thought about the fucking game yet. Nonetheless, Drake, how you doing, bro? Uh, I feel like jumping out of a plane right now. You know, maybe me and Joe Burrow, we could, you know, be homies and jump out of a plane. Because that's actually been one of my bucket list things. I want to jump out of a plane really bad. It's so funny because a lot of the shit that comes out with Joe, it's like, bro, me and Joe would be friends. And I feel like you, you, you have said that too. It's like, I, I want to jump out of a plane with Joe Burrow. You know, maybe not with Joe. Okay, I, I have to have one of those people that actually know what they're doing when they jump out of the plane. Um, but hey, uh, that's how I feel right now. Like how Joe said, and I feel like that was it was funny when that was brought up with Jamar when Jamar said it because it was like, damn, Joe. Joe really is just like, you know, so you don't care. He just wants to jump out of a plane at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't even make sense. <laughs> You know what's funny, bro? Um, like, I'll be straight up. I can handle almost anything in a live conversation, but when I watch videos, I hate cringy shit. I will turn it off, and I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> and there's times I listen to Jamar where I got to turn it off, and I don't want nothing to do with it because he's so transparent. But also, in my opinion, I feel like he was so gullible there. I feel like he got really he got confused at the end of the video because he thought he took it literally. Who knows if it was literal, right? But then again, Joe does say weird, goofy shit. That don't make sense. That's, that's stupid. Like if you're a cook or be funny, it's probably not funny. It's just what it was at. <laughs> then that how stupid it was. It was so random. Like I don't even know. Like it just oh, it's like uh yeah, you know Joe. Joe came up. And, you know, I was talking to Jake today and talking about <laughs> jumping out <laughs> with the parachute. I'm like, okay. Bro, first off, yeah, you say you want to jump out of a plane. You want to talk about the most overrated thing on the planet is being up in the air. No. Why? You're crazy. I don't, bro, like, I don't need to be. Just like, just like you, you think Skyline's better than Gold Star, I, I just feel as if. Being up in the air and jumping out of a plane is fun. You know what Gold Star starts with? G. You know what else does? Gay. Gold Star is gay. Or I'm just a fucking G. Okay? Aw, oh, damn. <laughs> damn. That was... All right. Or, like, Skyline starts with F. Fins for sick as fuck. Thinks. Sucks. <laughs> damn, dude. Shitty. <laughs> Hey, a lot you cook. Hey, bro. That message I sent you earlier, the Mal City bars, that shit was fire. Uh, oh, sure, if you're listening to this pod, definitely uh, don't be hesitant to reach out for me for a feature. I know I'm about a feature with my homie Drip soon. Drip's still pretty B things on the way. Kidding. You know what's crazy, bro? Like, I've told you about that artist, right? Drip is still, Drip is still pretty. What did you say? Have you ever, have I told you about the artist Drippin' So Pretty? This is totally off topic. I'm thinking of it. Yep, you have. 
Dude, I talk with that dude all the time on Instagram. It's actually cool as fuck. Like, we were talking about training a couple of days ago, working out of shit. Dude's trying to, like, get jacked. And uh, he didn't ask me for advice. I kind of maybe wish he would have a little bit, but it's okay. Um, well, I see, man. That's you're 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 working your uh your intel. Oh yeah, bro, dude. He, dude, I posted a funny fucking picture like a year and a half ago in some burrows. You know the Nike burrow slides. Yeah. I, I wore a bit of picture, posted them on the B things page, and he commented on. It. He's like, Drew, picture for you. No, but now. Back back with the main shit. So, Joe being goofy, coming out of the surgery. No one's really talking about it. Zach hasn't even given who did the surgery. They didn't say the exact time. They pretty much kept all that on a rack. Um, it's scripted. It's fake. He didn't really break his wrist. Kidding. Well, hey, <laughs> I'm look, this is not that straight up because it's all fun. I mean, I wouldn't actually do it, but if I was tempted, Mike Florio can cast these hands. I do. That's why, like, bro, if I, I said it episodes back, like, I if I ever see a video with that dude talking, if I even ever so see an article with his name at the top saying, by Michael Mike Florio, I just, bro, I can't, I can't yep. engage with him, bro, because he's been... He's been on that shit. I mean, if you're a real Bengals fan and you've been here since the really the beginning of this regime and before that, you just you the animosity and, and all the just negativity that he pushes towards Cincinnati. And I mean, there was a one guy, I can't remember his name. Um I wish I wish I remembered his name, bro. He literally went up to him and was like calling him out, bro. And Mike just looked like a total dipshit. Like he he looked like he was caught caught in the moment. Like oh shit! Like I didn't I didn't expect anyone to ever you know call me out. I wish I could pull that video, bro, because he this this was a depiction of I'm pretty sure when Burrow was a rookie or, or before he got drafted, and you know how everyone was pushing those agendas, and I think that's really where the hate stems from, but. Yeah, dude, this uh, black guy that was a reporter, damn, I wish I knew his name. Like, I feel like his name's like Keaton or something, and I can't. He he physically, well, in person, he addressed Florio. Oh, so it is Keaton. Oh, okay. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I'm not saying. Oh, yeah, bro, he he literally went up to Florio in person with a mic, just, just acting like, you know, Hey, I'm about you know about to interview Mike Mike Florio. You know, just just make it look professional. Like like he probably was thinking in the moment, like you know, feeling himself. Florio, he's probably feeling himself. Like shit, you know, somebody wants to ask me questions. Like okay, and then, bro, he, he put him on blast, bro. He was he was he was just talking about all the shit that had been said, and he was just stumbling, trying to come up with answers and. He was, I mean, at one point, Mike Florio did this, like, little grin, and it was just like, dude, you, you're getting fucking owned right now. Like, this reporter literally owns you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, bro, it's been avid about not caring about the evolution of the Bengals. Um, and look, over everything, bro, 
it don't matter. We all know, mm-hmm. like you said, shit. I don't affiliate with it, but it's like after long enough, especially now with the turmoil that we're, you know, feeling as Bengals fans and with the obvious evidence of having him practice every day of the week. And it was never said. And Zach even admitted, yeah, his wrist was sore. Wasn't fucking torn. Right. I don't know. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, he practice will practice every fucking day. Bro, people have to bring up the the pregame video before that Ravens game where Joe is throwing right before the game even started. And bro, he was fucking moving yeah. his wrist like there was not no problem with his wrist. It's not like he couldn't grip the ball at the time. So that's what pisses me off when people are trying to say like. Cincinnati sent him into that game with this wrist. No, bro. Fucking Clowney, his big ass fell on his hand, bro. And then he threw it on a touchdown pass and it popped. That's how, that's literally how it happened. It wasn't like, yeah, it might have been soreness, but it wasn't like ligaments and shit in his fucking wrist. He can't, he can't throw. Joe was fucking cooking. He had a, over 100 passing yards and a touchdown. And it wasn't even close to halftime. That's what pissed me off too. Is like you see where your where your season was three four weeks ago to now, because it's like, bro, the what ifs. I get it. Bengals would have beat the Ravens, bro. They would have beat the Steelers. Yeah. And now and now we would have been coming in to this game against Jacksonville, which would have been a highly touted game in it. It's unfortunate we got robbed of it, right? But it it's a totally different world. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into this game later in this episode. It's just it's gonna be interesting after seeing what we saw last week uh in the Steelers game. I will say, in fairness, and you kind of text me it too, is this was Jake Browning's like first game. Like this was his first game where like you know, he was starting and he was playing against the really good defense, you know, TJ Watt and everyone. So, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, look, he he did not play well, okay? Exactly. No one is going to diminish that at all. Yep. He did not play good. It did not look good. Like, uh-huh. you look at that statue, bro, that play did not pr- – like – Joe, remember the two games of the last season, well, against the Ravens and, you know, week 18 playoff, Joe had 225 yards each game. Let's say that 225 did not look like Jake Brown is 225, okay? I mean, mean, most of the Jake Brownings, if we're being honest, when you look at Jamar Chase, like, uh, seeing it right in front of my eyes was the craziest shit ever because I'm like, you think it's an interception and Jamar Chase – it's just at the right place at the right time, some oh. twice in the game, and both go for twenty-five plus yard gains. I'm just like, how is yep. how is this possible? Like out how, how did Jamar fucking Jamar? He's literally Jamar. And I was like, you know what? That's one way to get to a thousand receiving yards. <laughs> Doing shit like that. I thought I literally thought for a second, I was like, imagine if like Jamar just went off for like 
150, 175, and like 120 of it is just like him somehow just making some crazy ass shit happen. And it's like, how? That's actually, that's actually totally feasible. And I'm not saying you're not saying yeah. that, but like you think about it, bro. He can absolutely have two plays to where he breaks out for 30 yards catch. Like that's what Jamar is. Yeah. That's what he does. You know, when our coaches also work to put him in advantageous situations schematically, you know, instead of just having him always work, you know, in a traditional manner and say, hey, if you don't mind, you know, operating against cover two shells 90% of the game. <laughs> That's where we're not going to get into that rabbit hole right now of the coaching insufficient, but we will. Uh, yeah, bro. I mean, he, he did not play well. You know, back to get with Jake. Like, it, 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 it was a lot lower than I anticipated because we went into the podcast. Like, it, it was just the mentality, right? It's like we didn't, we didn't see enough on the field to really have that sample size to be confident that. I feel like worrisome going into that game, but I honestly, in my opinion on that, on that Sunday, bro, I just feel like that's who Jake Browning's going to be. I, Wait a second. It, did Evan miss a field goal? No, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of another game or something. All right. Well, I mean, wasn't it that far off? Like, I think I predicted a Jake Brown and pick. Yeah. And I predicted the Bengals winning 17 16. We lost because we didn't score a touchdown. 16 Damn, B things. You would have really, you should have. Imagine if you put that in, bro, in a on a correct score parlay, bro. If you put like five down, bro, you could win like probably 1,500 oh, yeah. on some crazy yep. shit. <laughs> Oh, bro, yeah. And you want to know what else is crazy? He threw 220, uh, 227 yards. I predicted him having 229 passing yards. Damn. And you have – Yeah, I predicted mixing off. Mixing was a whole 110 yards off rushing. But, but that's on the O-line, right? That's all on the O-line. It's all the offensive line's fault. Yep, wholeheartedly, completely, yeah, <laughs> unequivocally. Yeah, which is just crazy. But, um, yeah, bro, so – Jake not playing well last week. Like you said, I sent in the text. It's not to completely diminish it, but damn it, bro. When you got to play against Mike McDonald and what the Ravens defense is in 23 and TJ Watt in that defensive line, I get it. Their linebackers and back seven is is suspect. Come on, bro. Like, look, I, I think I mentioned this perspective a few days ago. Imagine five years ago me telling you, yeah, or six years ago. Seven years ago, uh, some backup for Andy or something. Yeah. All, AJ comes in. He's got to play his first two quarters against the Ravens and the Steelers. Like, I get it. Those aren't the same teams. Right. I, so I get it. It's not completely correlated. Still, the identity of the Steelers' defense has not changed in 50 fucking years. And that's Mike Tomlin. Yes, bro. It is tough. It is tough to play against those teams. Like, in – Ten-year coaches back to back. Ten-year coaches back to back. Shit, like, I or fifteen something crazy. Uh, Bill Cowher. I know he wasn't there for super long, but yeah, he was a great coach. But nonetheless, bro. Um, oh, oh, are you talking about uh Ravens and Steelers? You mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like how Browning has literally had to go against two, like some of the greatest coaches to ever coach. Like, yeah, bro. It, it's just tough. It's. Up and yeah, you need a lot better from Jake Browning. 
because now you get the luxury of having T back. It has been like we're gonna look back on this year, everybody, every fan, ever and T, everybody involved with T, which it never happened. This year is just it's been really tough, man. Yeah. And I know this is gonna be the, the year that he's gonna look back and also comment on it being as a dark year for him. Like it's just never been able to get going, you know? And like I hate to even say it like this because I don't don't want to indulge on it. That's how this whole year has been with Bengals football. Yeah. Except we got that little taste, right? We got it. Like Seattle, a cool. Arizona was cool though, but San Fran, Buffalo. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Like here we go. It's coming together. Hiccup against the Texans. Boom. And it's like, what the fuck, man? And so with T. You get him back, coming off the hammy. Jamar's Jamar. He's good. Everybody's good. The O-line's fine. Joe Mixon's ready to go. You're looking to get Chase Brown involved. That's what I've said as soon as Jake, you know, came in. Like, this is still a Super Bowl roster. I get it. This defense statistically has not also kind of this whole, you want to know something real quick? This whole defense is T. Higgins themselves this year. This whole fucking defense. Truth. It's weird. It's just a blip. Bro, I think it's a blip. So, even with the blips, still talent. Still immensely talented on offense. You can cause, you can create some noise, bro. Even in Jacksonville. So, I think this is going to be a competitive game. Yeah. I don't know, bro. I think that having those guys, right? I one hundred percent agree with you. It's a it's a contending Super Bowl contending roster. But at the end of the day, you know, if Jake Browning can't do do some system quarterback shit right and reel us down the field competently, um, which I, I think he really did against Pittsburgh, right? I think people sleep on the fact that it was a seven to three ball game for damn near the whole game, you know, until, until late. And I think that Browning really managed the game well, you know, early, you know, early too late in that game besides the force pick to um, Jamar. But besides that, we didn't see great greatness. I mean, we didn't expect greatness because it's, you know, it's a backup quarterback, but at the same time, not a lot of things that helps them out, right? I mean, we we expected going in this game because we didn't have a T Higgins, and I think having him back is is crazy. I think when when I saw that, it was like it spoke volumes because you see it right, you see it around the league with a lot of guys. It's a business decision at the end of the day. This is a business, and T loves this game, and I think him coming back, you know with the hamstring injury that he's endured and now you don't have Joe Burrow anymore. It speaks it speaks a lot of volumes. And I think I think they gotta extend that guy, bro. I mean, it, it's just like seeing that I just have so much respect. It's like, bro, he he loves this fucking game. Like it's not at, at the end of the day, we know T Again's gonna get paid, but it's not about the money, bro. 
if it was any other like major player, right? I really think that it would be like, hey, you know, he's sitting out the rest of the year. He, you know, he he's he's injured, and, and, you know, and oh, we're he's just not gonna risk it. But but T bro, he is the ultimate pro. He's coming back. I'm fucking hyped about that. I really am. I think that that was the the bright spot of this week. You know, news news about that today and whatnot, or yesterday too. That you see that you know he's coming back in the in the all white helmet. He's fucking doing a sprint up the hill. So I guess it's everything you want to see. And I'm sure his agent's been you know chirping in his ear like, "Hey, bro, like." Yeah, it's business decision. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, bro. You could totally see that from his fucking douchebag, dick face agent, fucking David Mitigetta. <laughs> Man, all my homies hate David Mitigetta. Nah, but nonetheless, like, Drake, we, we got to make it clear again, bro. Yeah. I, I even had a text. I'll say it because I don't really care. I won't say the name, but at least I'll mention the text in the group chat. We got a dude that's kind of talking oppie in one of our group chats, uh, one of the group chats I have in Twitter. And uh, he made a – he seemed really confident because he's low-key a Cowboys fan, which is kind of weird. Like Now he's coming out with some Cowboys fan. I'm like, hey, been in our chat for two years talking Bengals. Uh, it's really high on Dak right now. And he was saying, like, people really thought T was better than CD. And I actually, for the longest time, thought CD was better than T. Till I realized that T is, I mean, CD's a little bit better than T as a route runner. A little bit. It's a little He's Actually, he's not even really quicker. T is as fast as CD, has three more inches on him, and 20 more pounds. And also, that's the same fucking dude, what I was going to get to with my initial point, that put up 1,570 yards of receiving in that 17-game stretch from week 7 of 21 to week 4 of 22. Remember making that post? Yeah, bro. He's, he's, he's People got their memory, bro. He's, they forget. he's a baby Megatron, bro. People don't want to think about that or nothing, but T. Higgins is a baby Megatron. That's the best best person I have to him. Yeah. I, I'd say, Julio, I, I, can't, I personally can't do that, bro, because Calvin ran a 4-3 flat. Almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just think in, in terms of getting over top of people, like, people kind of sleep on that ability because they think, like, OT's just this big body receiver. But he fucking – he gets over dudes. Like, it's like a 90-10 catch. And most dudes – most dudes can't fucking do that. And I – you remember, like, that, that first year, T was a fucking baby, like size and all. He was just he was he was tiny. And then he came back next year and he's fucking jacked. He I mean it's been like that ever since. I, I just I wanna see I can't wait and I I hope we we are able this offseason to get on this podcast and, and break it, bro. Because I, I I wanna see, bro, I wanna see T Higgins in his prime here. I don't wanna see T Higgins elsewhere. People think that oh, T. Higgins injury prone. That's that's the that's the label that's going around on on a lot of these guys right now is that T's injury prone, Joey B's injury prone. I mean, T has had some, you know, some some hiccup of injuries. Like damn, but at the same time, 
prime Joey B, prime Jamar, and prime C. We've talked about on this pod, bro. Like, we've not seen these dudes in their prime yet. Like, Jamar is not in his prime. He's 23 years old. You're getting Super Bowl. Like, (laughs) it's happening. It it will happen within the prime years, no doubt. Next two years, for sure. Like, 25 and 26. Definitely. Yep. I mean, no, nah, you're you're absolutely right, bro. And actually, uh, as you were mentioning comparisons with T, and I was thinking about this, and then was justified it after I looked at their RAS. T reminds me of Marcus uh, Marcus Colston. Remember him? Yeah. Saints dude, underrated as fuck. Ironically, never made a Pro Bowl. Had about ten thousand yards in his career. He was six five. Okay. Two hundred twenty five pounds and ran a four five four. T Higgins is two hundred twenty two pounds. Runs a four five four, and is six four. So similar build, dominant guys. They did play a bit different, but um, nah, bro. I mean, just people. They got short term. A lot of them do. They're just worried about T, like some demise or something. And look, I'm not saying that the contract thing is not messing with his head at all. If anything, it is more now than ever. But still, bro, that talent has not gone to complete waste. Like, I mean, it is going to show. It is going to help this offense as soon as we step out on the field. And uh, that Jags defense, it's a good defense. It's a really good defense. Um, I mean, they got the great young backers, um, Devin Lloyd, um, Foye Aloakun who is fucking crazy in the run-stop department. He's a solid coverage linebacker, too. Led the seasons three years in a row in tackling. So we're not we're not running the ball on Monday night, is what you're saying. We're just going to pass it again. <laughs> Look at us just talking ourselves right back into this misery hole. <laughs> yeah, then, I mean... You know what? Fuck it. Let, let, let's just go ahead and talk about what that looks like, right? Because we talked we talked enough about you know TV Nipman and then this offense weapons and stuff. So I, I just can't get over that it's real that the Bengals have averaged two point one yards or two point one rushes per quarter with backup quarterback. Yeah. First time playing in the NFL against premier defenses, and you were only trailing for. 10 minutes of football in that span that he was out or sorry, 15 Ravens game pulled away at the end. Like you were in the games, you know, like, look, bro, we get it. It's different if they were down by 14 points. Right. Right. Exactly. Fundamental pat. You were in the games. That's what pisses me off the most, bro. Is like, you just said, it's not like a 14, point game where you gotta fucking wheel your way back into it you know what i mean but it's like bro it's like a seven to three game in the third quarter and you don't want to run the fucking ball i don't care what anyone has to say pull the tapes bro on the offensive line or you know the, the one play where where jonah just completely miss you know blown assignment and and missing has nowhere to run and he somehow it's like a a like one yard play and it's like I don't I don't understand why everyone is is pushing 
this offensive line narrative in the run game because outside of the games, right, and it's been pretty much every single game, but outside of the the stupid eight-carry eight games and shit, Joe has, in half of the games this year, has averaged well over four four point one yards per carry on attempts. So it's like it, it's abysmal at this point where we the the narrative now is being pushed around. And don't get me wrong, Frank Pollock, yes, I mean that needs to be looked at. But at the same time, you have no athleticism. We stressed it on this podcast. But at the same time. You built that offensive line. So now you you have to pay pay your dues. You can't just yep. fucking come back here past 80% of the time. When Mixon, we've talked about it all year long. This dude has looked like a a prime Joe Mixon. And it, that's what's crazy is when you see so many people going around now and pushing that offensive line narrative, you can't see enough of anything. When you run the ball eight times in a six-point game that winds up losing and you were leading damn near the whole game, and now you're sitting with a, a question mark on your face like, huh, how, how do we get the run game going? How do you get the run game going? <laughs> hey, B-Things, like our offensive line is fucking cooked, bro, because we put together – all these dudes that don't have any athleticism. So you know what? We're just going to not run the ball because you know what? They can't, apparently they can't run block. So you know what? I don't care if fucking TJ Watts out there. We got T Higgins. We got Jamar Chase. We got Tyler Boyd. We're going to just yep. pass the motherfucking rock. Like, bro. Well, here, here's what's even worse, bro. These guys excel in run blocking. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Except Jonah. Every single one of them do. Orlando is literally a bit. We knew when Orlando came here that he yeah. was a better run blocker than pass blocker. Bro, exactly. And, and what do we keep saying? Oh, my gosh, bro, running behind the left side of that line. Exactly. Like, have we seen – we have seen very few runs like that this year. And here's what's crazy. So, now, I, I will say – um What's this dude's name? It's something cowboy. Uh, I don't know if you saw his post of the Bengals um, composite grade. So this composite grade for offensive line production is predicated off of, um, let's see, PFF grade, which is nuanced, SIS. I think that's sports illustrated, maybe. ESPN run block win rate. All right, so a culmination of those three platforms. Bengals are sixth best overall, 68 overall grade. Um, Eagles are first, Ravens are second, 49ers are third, Bills fourth, Seahawks fifth. You know what I'm saying? So And sixth in what? Run blocking? Yeah, run blocking. Are you fucking great. serious? <laughs> the Browns are 17th. How the fuck is that possible? What is because this? they've lost, they've lost a couple tackles. Mm, got you. So they're kind of banged up there. So you're talking about when you talk about talent, this offensive line is not desperately insufficient of it. Like Cordell Volson has been playing better, bro. 
Cordell Volson took Cam Hayward's lunch last week beyond the fucking covered sack where Jake blindlessly sat in the pocket immobile for four seconds. Like, Cordell played well. Jonah had the one fucking missed assignment. Yes, it was a boneheaded play. I'm not saying it wasn't. No one, no one attends for the best fucking defensive player on the team and arguably the best player on the field outside of Jamar Chase. Got it. Missed assignment. And and Mike Santagata, who um, is awesome. Like if anybody follow him, Bangles underscore Sands on Twitter. He's so smart, man, just with breaking down film and shit. He knows so much of the game. The X's knows shit. And he was talking about how this game really felt heavily predicated off of Frank and what he had the guys doing. Because every single fucking run play, every single one of them, another dude was fucking up. Something else. Like, bro, I told you the play where we were geeking on the pod where Jonah <laughs> and Alex pull into each other. They both pull and they boink into each other and fall. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You've been in the league for six years. And why are you boinking into each other and falling on the ground? And that's on coaching. That right there is yeah. on coaching, but running the ball eight times is still. And like, there were, vi- there's, there not been a ton of times when you compare to the rest of the league. Okay. That's the big thing. Cause then that goes to the, you know, the uh, general range of what is quote unquote average. And unfortunately, it's very low for offensive line play. Got it? Everybody stands here. So when you look at the average of play of offensive linemen in the league, we've been solid. Yep. Oh, it's fine. Stop making it look like a fucking problem because your play calling is ass. Exactly, bro. Like, you literally have seen it, as I just pointed out. Six out of 12 games, you've seen Joe Mixon average well over four yards per carry. So, I mean, it's not like it's not been working. You just, you don't fucking call place right. <laughs> nope. I mean, it's just... And the predictability, too, is another thing. That's what I think a lot of people aren't really emphasizing in that tape, right? Is that, yeah, these are boneheaded plays that are made. But at the same time, when the fucking defense every single time knows, oh, this is this is going to be a run right You know, this one this is definitely going to be a run. So we're going to just plow through these dudes. Like, you don't even, you don't even give your offensive line like it, it, it hurts them because of your predictability in the play calling department. And then at the same time, it's reflecting because they're making boneheaded decisions because they're not, they're not, they're, they're expecting to be in pass block fucking 80% of the time. So when they do go 20%, which we, like you said, these guys like Orlando, Alex Kappa, better run blockers than they are really pass blockers. And that's not to say they're not good pass blockers because they are. But at the same time, you're you're taking away that distribution from their strong suit. So at, at, at some point, you're selling your offensive linemen short because you're not playing to their strengths as well. Yeah. That, that's so much of it, bro. Because like... we, they're not superior elite athletically. So it's like you've talked about it. These guys are great technicians. 
So with a great technician who doesn't have that athleticism, you got to help them out. Just, just yeah. their job's easier. And I feel like it, it's really, it's spell on everyone. And it's unfortunate that a lot of the offensive line is taking heat right now because I, I think it's, it, it is, you know, we see it, it is the athleticism, but bro, if Joe Burr was there, it'd be fucking working. So it's like, yeah. uh, like, can we like help these people out? this bro the insufficiencies it's like draining the swamp joe is you know the the beautiful water that makes the pond look beautiful this is a horrible analogy but i'm gonna keep going with it and then you drain it it's like the saying of you know you're draining the swamp then you see it at the bottom Zach and brian's insufficiencies it's the vanilla of their offense they don't i don't understand why the fuck they abandoned pre-snap motion i would love to see the discrepancy from your positive epa per play when you do pre-snap motion versus not why the fuck do you abandon it why do you abandon it I, because they can't get to those plays be things yeah, exactly. You just can't afford to get to them. Got you. So you think it's completely otherworldly to move the complete focal point <laughs> off every snap motion and stacked up on doubles every single time. What? Because you're at the X spot to make it easy for Jake Browning. Like, why don't you put Jake Browning under center? Oh, we may not feel comfortable with them turning the back to the defense. Got you. Well, let me tell you something. What the fuck we're doing now is not working. Like, when you go under center, you alleviate everything. You force the defense to question if it's actually a run or a, de- or a pass. You force them on their heels a little bit. If you could do that, you alleviate pressure. You make the offensive line hold up even better than they did. They did great. Or you make Joe Mixon's success better. You operate, you run behind Orlando Brown as much as you fucking can, as much as you can take. Then as soon as you fucking run behind Orlando Brown and you warp down the left side, get a screen to the right side of Jamar. Run him on a crosser. Make him a focal point. Run T on a crosser. Have them run an X concept. Have them press the fucking safety on a cover too. Like I can, it's, it's not that they never do this stuff. They do. And of course there is times where it's just not executed. Like, yeah, we've been talking about how, you know, the second play of the game or maybe in the first play of the game, Andre runs right up the seam, cripplingly big miss by Jake Browning, takes the sack, which was the strip fumble we talked about earlier. Joe had some of those hiccups as well, but you're still not running them enough. And then just what's so cliche after the game, like the bullshit excuse Zach and Brian gave, you know, we just couldn't get to the plays. We'll just give it up to a good defense. Bitch, you got the best fucking skill players on the planet. You got the best receiver one, the best receiver two, the best receiver three. Skill players out the ass. A running back that can operate. Oh, you don't like your you don't like your running back because he can't get explosion rates. Shut the fuck up. You got an explosive running back you choose not to use. You got a quality O line. Now, yeah, of course, the quarterback insufficiencies. Got it. You still got you still got sufficient players everywhere else. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. What do you want? Like, it's it's just so weird, bro. I don't know, man. They're just last thing I'll add. I said this before. I've recognized it's not about getting good, it's about how quick you can get better. 
and you look at the best in this league. We saw Lou add a new wrinkle of revolutionizing defenses and play against these premier quarterbacks two years ago against Mahomes. It added a new wrinkle. The amount of cover eight that's being used now compared to pre, it's not like otherworldly, but it's a lot more. Lou kind of revolutionized the game. He got better faster than the rest. Zach and Brian are always behind. Always. I mean, They're always just taking their own, taking their time. I mean, that's the thing. What have they revolutionized with offense? Nothing. And look, not every guy's a revolutionary. I should refrain. Like, not every dude is like Mike McDaniel. Got it. Not every dude's a Kyle Shanahan. Got it. But you're telling me you can't cook up some good shit with guys that you trust to win? You can't. It's hard. Uh, yeah. Now, what if they don't? Yeah, hard? I mean, nobody, right? Like, nobody around the league is going to be like, bro, like, we need a fucking, we need to cook up our offense like Zach Taylor is doing over here in Cincy. Like, it's, <laughs> it's never that's, that because it, that's never been said ever. Never. Like, it's the, it's the skill players that are fucking doing what they do. And I agree. I agree with what you're saying in, in terms of being behind because, you know, if Lou has a little lull, which we, we've seen a couple games this season, yeah. what has he done after every single one? He's fucking bounced back. You know what I mean? So, well, I mean, besides the the Ravens and the Texans one, but you got to think, bro, if if Joe was playing that full game, like, I'm telling you right now, the Bengals' defense would have clamped the fuck up. Like, they would have. Oh, I mean, bro, up 10 to 7 yeah. with not. In the second quarter, it, like it would have been, it would have been on on their toes, bro. It would have been on business, like they would have knew what was up, and that's why nobody has questioned. You know, it's crazy. I have not heard anything. I don't think you probably have heard anything about defensive coaches. Like, oh, we need a, we need to look at our, you know, Marion Hobby, or we need a, we need to look at Lou Anaruma. Like, no. It's literally been solely on these offensive play callers. And it's unfortunate when that is your strong suit. That's what you're known for is your fucking deadly offense. And then Lou is just this like magician of a fucking coordinator. And he just, he, he does everything in his power to help this team win football games. And he does. And it, exactly. it, it falls on it falls on these offensive play callers, bro, because at the end of the day, Lou can't do it all. And if Lou's if Lou's doing more than you know a half the shit, then who who else is more deserving? You know? Yeah. So it, it's I don't know. We we have to see it, bro. Um against Jacksonville, it's gonna it's gonna be an assignment. I know the the legendary press taylor. Versus Zach Taylor uh, game. Bro, I, I did actually, uh, but before you wanted to get to the Taylor off, <laughs> uh, I did want to ask, uh, which, hey, Press Taylor's been awfully mediocre too, yep. uh, coincidentally. Yep. Um, but, no, nah, I wanted to ask this before much further. How often have we looked at, I mean, since Lou's got talent, right? 2019-2020, uh, talked about all that kind of shit show whatever how often the past 59 games we've looked at lou and said he's just not putting any of these guys in positions to win right how often never never i I, i'm serious i don't know a single time like 
You know what? Actually, I know a couple times. Uh, uh, Mike White game. Fucking dookie, shitty, booty, cheek-ass quarterback managing to do what he did. I think that we didn't put ourselves in good position to win. That was a blip. We went on to go to the bowl and do what we did. Defensively, we held up fine. You know, we did enough. Whatever. You know, you get my point. Like, Lou, you put your players in positions to win. It, it's almost like it, I really think it's just an arrogance thing because, yeah, they're great. Yeah, you have Jamar Chase. The, I get it. He's the most gifted receiver in football. I got it. It He can also, you're allowed to put him in advantageous situations. Like, you don't have to just line him up in a traditional set because you, quote, unquote, trust your guys to win. Because let me tell you something. The discrepancy in talent is not like you think it is. I'd love to say that Jamar is the best on the planet and Joe's the best quarterback in the league because he is. That doesn't mean that they're fucking superheroes and they just put up 600 yards every game because they want to. These defenses are good too and they figure shit out. So it's a matter of having to evolve fast, better than these defenses are because they catch up quick to what you're doing. And and now it's showing more than ever without Joe covering covering up a lot of those blemishes. And um, I just yep. hope I just honestly hope that these blemishes get figured out or solved. Because I imagine a world right where you are looking at, and I'm not going to push any of these narratives. It's just chat, but it's like imagine in two years, right? You're still having these same question marks. Will Anarumo just got hired as head coach, and, and is about to fucking do things. I, it's hard for me to like <laughs> really look at this situation right now because it, it's like it's like you're biting the bullet, right? You're at the you're at the point where it's like this is your biggest. I mean, let's be honest. I agree. No, is. But in terms of like right now, getting your first bowl in and setting yourself up for the long haul, I just <laughs> the Bengals in no way can lose Lou Anarumo. I mean, they they have to do everything in their power because you got to think, bro. Like, and I, I'm not trying to get into uh, I don't even know what to say, but at the same time. Like, I just, I don't want to get into that point where it's like, okay, we're still having these question marks in a few years. And, yeah. and we, now, now, now at that point, you don't know. Maybe you have to fucking figure out your defense now because Lou's gone and, and now you, you have questions there. So it's like, bro, like, if, it, yeah. if a decision ever had to be made, you know what side I'm on. Yeah, no, nah, 100%, bro. I, I hear what you're saying. It's like, you can't be leaning on what we've been given by this OC and play caller yeah. and that Lou would leave. That is extremely concerning. As a head coach, no, all know it was Zach, okay? For anybody that gets fucking butthurt, say, he led us to the Super Bowl. You should put respect. We all respect Zach as a head coach. Don't ever call another single fucking play in your life. 
I've been saying it since 2021, 2020. All right. Yeah, dude, like that is a scenario that I've not thought a ton about. And well, at least recently. Um, and I do not want to, because that is scary. Um, but yeah, man, let's go ahead and talk about this game. Um, that we'll wrap up here in the next 15, 20, 25 minutes or so. So, all right, bro. We broke down of a lot of what this offense has been, what it, what we can expect it to be with T back. You know, um, what do you think are some of the things that the Jags can present to, you know, to this offense and uh, defense come Monday night? I'll start on the Jags offensive side of the ball because, you know, we don't have the luxury of talking about Joe Burrow and, and these great weapons. I mean, we do have T.A. gets back. We have Jamar Chase and all those guys out there. Obviously, Jake Browning at the helm. But looking at that Jags offense, what it can present for our defense, um, we faced this Jags team before, not fully at their full strength. You know, we, ha- we have faced them before. But, uh, you know, a guy like ETN who is at the prime peak of his career now, see what what he's been able to do this year um the Bengals against the run you know we saw it against Pittsburgh and we've seen in games this year and completely take over a game so I think that that presents problems for our defense um uh, uh Trevor Lawrence so I mean the respect there for him it's uh we got robbed of a Burrow Lawrence game man it's on Monday night football is what's crazy and then you have you have the wide receivers, Ridley and Kirk, and then um, if you have them on your fantasy team, just just plug them in for a start this week. Uh, I started Jake Ferguson, who went fucking crazy against the Cowboys. But if you have Evan Ingram and you didn't start Jake Ferguson, go ahead and start him. I think that's another <laughs> another problem that this defense uh, ha- has to face. You told me early this year, you were like, bro. If you see a bet, you know, with Evan Ingram, five catches, lock it. He, yep. He's getting it, and I did it, bro. And he, he got, like, seven. Like, he easily got the five. So, it was like, yeah, bro. It, it was fast as fuck for a tight end. So, <laughs> you see moose, moose, moose. moose. <laughs> bro, I'll punch my brother. Just kidding. <laughs> At the- Bro, I could not. I was so fucking pissed at <laughs> that fucking bitch ass name. Bro, fucking thumb. It was. I'm not. It was loud in the stadium, bro. It was depressing, dude. I, like it. When I went down to the game, right? Because usually you go to Bengals game, it's fucking jam packed. So you got to get down there like 10, 30, 11 if you can. You know what I mean? And that might even be a little late. Where we got down there, you know. 11 o'clock and bro it was like just the depiction of like the rest of our season or like just our season of how it's went it was just so dark and cloudy outside kind of drizzling and and then it's it was just dead bro like i've not i've not seen downtown i mean we got people filled up in the stadium somehow but just like wasn't as festive, wasn't as loud and and turned up. It was just just depressing, honestly. Punch to the gut, bro. Like, yeah, 
it's a huge punch to the gut, and, and it's something um, this team is still fighting through right now. Uh, you know, I, I actually heard it on Locked On Bengals. I think James summed it up a lot that everybody could tell the energy that the rest of this season could very well hold is what was going to be of 430 on last Sunday. Were you going to be the uh, the comeback boys? Make it happen. Get that goose going. You know what? We can make some shit happen with Jake. You know, and feel good about the rest of the season. Feel good about that playoff race to feel that you're in the mix, whatever. Or kind of get slapped in the face with the reality like, damn. This really Did you see the ticket? Like, Tickets before kickoff, bro. You could go to the Bengals game for like forty three bucks. Stuff, man. It's just it's what happens. Like, look, that is not for me to say that a quarterback cannot get comfortable. Because it's kind of go back to what we were saying earlier. How fucking comfortable can you get when you gotta face a Ravens defensive front, TJ fucking Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward? And Keanu Benton, Larry Ogajobi. Are you going to get that comfortable? I get it, the O-line held up. But still, it is not easy to navigate with those dudes. Like, they... We we talk about some of the biggest plays of the game. Two plays by Jamar. How did those happen? Those tip passes. Well, you look at the defense, they are so good with getting their hands up quick. And that limits your vision. And yeah, Jake didn't do a good job of seeing the linebackers in the lane. I get it, not delineating from that. But it just makes it harder because those guys know how to put themselves in advantageous situations even when they're not getting direct contact on the quarterback. They get their hands up. They deflect passes. We remember it. Nobody, no defensive line, you know, gets turnovers on the Bengals like the Steelers. So it's a prevalent thing. It's a big battle that Jake Brown, Jake Brown had to face. Six quarters of quarter, you know, of quarterbacking in the NFL, like, I don't think that should be able to encapsulate or write the rest of his story. I think he can improve. And you hope to see it Monday night, man, because for people that are still clinging on to the playoffs, like Zach is claiming to be, this is it, bro. Like, if you fall to five and seven, it's over. That's that's my opinion. Like, it's over. Rock Bowers season, huh? <laughs> Dude, hey. no, hey. bro. Like for real, I'm not even gonna lie. Be things like I know we're we're gonna talk more about this game, and we'll obviously get in the draft. But for the draft, bro. what'd you say? I cannot wait for the draft. We can bro, talk, bro. When I tell you, Malik neighbors, if we have a top ten pick, bro, looking at that fucking wide receiver depth this year. I'm telling you, bro, the Bengals are gonna bro, we're doing it. Dude. 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 Just think, bro, like there's so many studs at wide receiver, dog. Like if if you could figure something out, like maybe I don't know, probably letting Jonah walk. Yeah, they're gonna have to they we talked about it, bro. Like we 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 had the aspirations and hopes that you know may, maybe Jonah you know you resign Jonah but in terms of what we've been talking about the last few weeks athleticism and all of that he's just not what we need he's not 
Yeah. I, I don't know, bro. Like, uh, I'll I'll just probably stop talking about it there because now I want to go down other different paths <laughs> of what with that and blah blah blah. So yeah, we'll we'll try to refrain from that for now. We'll have plenty of fucking topics about that. Man, just just fast forward. Can we just fast forward the season. I know. <laughs> oh, hey. Well, this is a deciding game. Oh yeah, for sure. If if it does go like a lot playing, it'll go, which is an anemic offense that can't get going and falls short on Monday night, kind of etching, beginning to etch in stone that, yeah, this is what the rest of the season could look like. Then, yeah, you know, those inklings and voices are going to get a lot louder of, hey, offseason, draft, whatever. But it keeps coming back to, bro, the DNA of this team yep. laid out. Like, I mean, have we got uh, any Taylor Britt updates? Yeah, he's good from what I heard. Oh, yeah, he's good to go. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Uh, he practiced. Um, T's back. Sam, obviously, fine. Uh, bro, we have not talked about it enough. Like, Miles Murphy, yes, dude, this might be it, bro. Like, this, this might be where. He turns. Turn. Oh, backup tackle Walker Little is playing. All right, against the Jags, Cam John. Uh, Cam Robinson is out. Really? I think he's IR. So Trey is about to feast. Okay. And uh, their right tackle. Uh, yeah, because they lost Jawan Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who their right tackle is. Uh, blanking. Oh, uh, uh, fucking rookie Anton Harrison. Oh, yep, yep, rookie Anton Harrison. Uh, they got they drafted right tackle, strange Ben Barch, Brandon Scherf, and uh, center. Maybe that is Ben Barch. They have a quality online. I wanted them so bad, bro. Brandon Scherf, look at him still fucking playing. Yeah, yeah, man. Just the injuries and stuff. Right. And of course, the price. They threw the whole fucking house at him. Oh, yeah. They knew he was going to get paid. Good for him, though. But, yeah, man. Like, Miles Murphy turning on, um, <clears throat> I think, could be a huge supplement for this defense. I mean, he was one of the biggest sparks. I don't want to say one of the biggest. I mean, other guys performed, too. Drago played great that past game. Um, yeah, but he was one of the biggest sparks on that defense, bro. Like, and he he added a couple pass rush moves. Okay, I mean, a couple swipe moves, which is huge because well, Trey Hendrickson esque. Yeah, yeah, definitely not the finesse of the moves, but you get my point. Yeah. Maybe Sam Hubbard because Sam's got a little bit of a bag. He's just got a little grocery bag. <laughs> he don't have that. He don't have that brown paper bag like Hendrickson, but he got that plastic Kroger bag. Yeah, yeah, he's got a little plastic Kroger bag. Oh, nah, come on, bro. Trey ain't got no motherfucking brown paper bag. <laughs> Trey's got that Louis. He's got the Gucci. <laughs> um, yeah, like what's the most expensive bag? I don't know, and I don't really give a shit. I mean, just a bag's a bag. Like I'm cool with the probably nice like bag. a Louis bag, like you said. You know, nah, you know what? Yeah, nah, Trey's like. Trey's a fucking, he's like an expensive ass leather Nike bag. 
He's kind of like <laughs> like one of them gym bags, the big guy. Just put two and two together. Just a hard working, lunch pail type of dude. <laughs> Plays the football the right way. I mean, Sam he, Hubbard, though, bro. Like we saw it. How much not having Sam Hubbard really affected our defense? Kind of surprised me. It didn't surprise me because... I mean, in terms of, like, you know, we know him as a premier run stopper, but it's, like, the pass. He's not, like, this Hendrickson of a pass rusher, but, man, it showed so much. Like, I'm I'm more thankful for Sam Hubbard now. I mean, obviously, I love Sam Hubbard, and he's a dog, but, like, that just shows. No, I I agree 100%, bro. (laughs) Yeah, it comes back to what I think is broke the back of this defense and that is the lack of depth and lack of guys the defensive line uh i think they looked okay last week though um they looked okay look man the steelers offense has just gotten going like we we really made Jalen warren look nolan void last week and let me ask you this what would you i mean it seems like it, at least we, you would say that at this point right now, Miles Murphy is that first edge coming off, off the bench, right? Or no, not yet. I think you give it to him. Yeah, I think you do too. Give him the chance. You, you see what he does because Cam Sample, unfortunately, um, Osai is all signs point to he's straight doghoused completely. So. That's sad. Um, we'll see. We'll see what arises. You're probably going to need him still. I hope he doesn't stay, you know, getting zero snaps. He needs snaps because we still need to see it. What's kind of weird is like Osai played his best game on the Thursday game. It's just it was easy to forget after Joe went out. But, um, yeah, man, so with Miles, I think he will definitely be the first dude off the bench. Um He's got to be. I mean, he's first-round pick. Let him have a chance, man. Yep. Yep. Wait. Wait a second, Drake. Are you telling me that with reps? I, with- I, I'm not saying nothing, man. I'm just pointing out the obvious. Better? Like, a thing can improve? Wait, he has he has two sacks, and he's not even gotten that much playing time? Wait. Maybe we turn it up just a little bit. Can we just give Miles Murphy eight snaps every game, like two pass rush snaps, and then kind of encapsulate his rookie season and say if he's a buster? My boy Lou doesn't talk to uh, Marvin Lewis. <laughs> but I, uh, and maybe Marvin Lewis wrote the fucking game plan for the Bengals offense. <laughs> I did. Because Zach Taylor played like a bitch. Okay, but respectfully, though, I saw this opinion going around this week. I do think that Marvin Lewis should be in the ring of honor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. No, it's like, sad. Think- like, it's kind of sad that the Bengals haven't done something like that. I mean, I get it. It's not been that yet, dude. But like, respectfully, like, he's been in the – and stuff. But, like, do you remember, like, when Marvin came, bro, it was almost like – they didn't even, like, acknowledge Marvin Lewis. Like, it was almost sad. It was like, bro, he literally changed your whole fucking organization there. 
No, I, I hear you. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Like, because I believe it was the it was the Ocho game where Ocho got into the Ring of Honor, and obviously that was Ocho's night. But still, it was like you saw Marvin Lewis over here in pictures and stuff, and then I saw a guy that saw Mar said he saw Marvin outside, and he just looked really sad. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It, it is pretty crazy, but, but I got a question for you. Sorry to get yep. the other paths of of life, but um, we we're talking about, you know, what this Jags offense presents for our defense. Now we look at us, you know, our offense to their defense. Does it start and end on Monday night? with the running game because you you pointed out right that yes Trey Hendrickson back up left tackle that defense is gonna have to eat in this game Bengals have to be able to put their defense in situations to win this game the offense has to do the same with clock management you said it the Bengals what trailed only 10 minutes so okay what's the world when you do incorporate runs into that 10 minutes you crunch it down to like five, four, because you're running the ball and you're chewing the clock. Keep in mind, is there not, what, 30, 40 seconds on the play clock before you can snap the ball? Yeah. So it's like, come on, guys. Two two runs a quarter, as you pointed out. We got it. We got even even if they got good, good run stoppers at linebacker and stuff. We have Joe fucking Mixon. Stop forgetting that. You guys talk about. Chase Brown, Chris Breezy, okay? You talk about him. Get him fucking involved. Because I'm telling you, bro, Chase Brown just dripped the fuck out. I feel like he's going to be on some, like, Philip Lindsay shit. And just, like, pop off. Like, not say he's got in the career of Philip Lindsay. But yeah. bro, just give him give him some fucking work. Give these running backs some work. Give, Give Travion some work. Dude, that literally, he might not have the speed we saw it on that return. Because my cousin was like, cousin was the game. He was like, how did he run that back? I was like, he he doesn't have that speed, but he's a slower. What? Was he saying how he was so slow or something? No, no. He he asked me, he was like, how didn't he run that back? And I was like, I was like, honestly, man, he's just, he's not that fast. Like, he's elusive, but he's just not that fast. Yeah, he, he couldn't get out to the side. But, yeah, bro, I mean, Space Brown can be the absolute perfect base back. And uh, he's got second-level speed. He's got the burst they were looking for. They've just found it not suitable to use him. And I want to punch him in the face every time I say it out loud. Because that's the exact thing that they that they were desperately searching for. We have to have a dude to put the fear in defenses that if you give us a light box, we won't just get five anymore with Maj AP and Joe Mixon. We will take it house to not use them. You know what it's reminded me of, and I really hope, I don't think it'll turn out this way, but it kind of reminds me of the fucking um, Chris Evans situation. So, like, don't let it be that. You know, we, we he has he, he has a lot of potential, bro. We've seen these late round draft picks with all these teams, bro, coming in and just going fucking nuclear. And I feel like Chase Brown could really give our offense that spark. We need we need to test it, bro. 
We have Orlando Brown on the left side, fucking run blocking. You have the biggest guard in the NFL next to Orlando, who is a fucking giant. Run the ball. Make them affect yeah. you through the run. And I'm telling you, bro, let Chase get, get some reps down, like how you're now doing with Miles Murphy. And I'm telling you, bro, you'll see you'll see flashes of these guys. And it's not like it's not like you have to have a Jake Browning win you the football game every week. I feel like that's what we're expecting now with Joe out is oh, let's fucking Jake Browning has to wheel us to victory. You pointed out we have a Super Bowl contending roster. Not just Jake Browning has to go win this game. Mm-hmm. Help your fucking quarterback by running the ball. Let your running game win you the game. Let your running game open up your offense so the receivers win you the game. Jake Brad, Then you got Jake Browning winning you the game. So it just seems like we've been talking about this for a long time, weeks and weeks now. So I think that's that's what we got to do on offense this week, bro, against the defense. And I hope it's not the point after the game we're sitting here and Joe had 11 carries and we're wondering why we got busted by the Jags or not even busted, say 27-17, okay? Say that's the final score and it's because Joe ran the ball 11 times. Bengals were in it all the way up and, you know, at half it was – 14, 13. Oh, but. Yep. No, I I hear you 100%, bro. I mean, it put Jamar in motion, move him around a lot. There you go. Get Chase Brown involved. Move T. Higgins around. Move the receivers around almost, almost every single play. I mean, could you, if you were a creative play caller, could you could you make a couple designs like how the Niners do? Get Jamar four carries, three carries, see what he can do with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, why not? Like, look, they are in desperation mode. You have to fucking dump the bag out, like. And I know their bag. <laughs> their bag is probably like Eli Apple's locker. Does it got holes in it? Is it a plastic bag with holes in it? It also got some dry, crusty-ass <laughs> cornbread in it. Like Eli Apple's locker. Like, damn, I still got oh, some food in it. God. Like, bro, I had this stinky-ass dude, this defensive lineman. God, dude. Linemen are just so gross. Like, ugh, this one dude I used to play with, his locker. <laughs> He never cleaned any of his shit, and he rewore it again and again. I mean, dude, definitely deserved to get staph infection. <laughs> lockers, I think we sterilized them once a month. Like, they would come in and spray it down because they knew us fucking high school kids were nasty. <laughs> Thank God they did, because that's probably the only way he protected himself from, from getting some fucking life-threatening illness. But his shit was so gross. And it sucks as I completely forget what I was going to say. <laughs> Damn it. I don't even remember my we point. Out, we were talking about the, the plate, how they have to empty the play calling bag out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I get so off topic, bro. I was really talking about the bag, pouring the bag out. <laughs> and I, 
O-lineman I played with. All right, look. Pour out the fucking bag. All right, get unique. Operate in some pistol. Can you use fucking play action, please, before I fucking strangle you, Zach and Brian? Oh, we don't trust Jake Browning. We don't trust what he sees. Well, I mean, what else do you want? You have an O-line that can hold up a little well enough against most defenses. Like, you have a running back that's a willing pass blocker that's a phenomenal fucking runner with the football in his hands and a great pass catcher. You saw him last week run a fucking 40-yard yak play after a dump-off. We were evade. We were when they we can't evade anybody. People talk shit like, "Oh, Joe Mixon falls after first contact, bitch." What about the fucking four fucking tackles he broke in the Bills game to get a twelve yard run for first down? I saw, bro. I like, saw a report, and it was after the game, and it was something about Zach Taylor saying something like, "This is not on Joe Mixon." I'm like, "What? Like, why is this even being like talked about?" Like. No, none of this is on Joe Mixon. Drake well, Mixon's why he had eight carries for 16 yards. I mean, they, yeah, they, it's weird, man. It's weird to the degree that people point fingers at Joe Mixon. Um, it's bad, really, but, man, you got it. You have to create something for these guys. End of story. Yeah. All right, Probably everything I'll give with the offense. Um, you asked about the Jags defense and what they present. Uh, I'll just focus on Jags defense. Yeah. Just bringing up what they can bring against Bengals offense. Um, Traymon Walker has five sacks this year. That's cool. He's like gotten a little bit better. Um, Miles Murphy's closer to a Traymon Walker than any other defensive line, defensive edge we have. Um, prototype. Crazy athlete. That's why he got drafted number one overall. But he thought he was Miles Garrett. Bro, Josh Allen. Yeah, he's a dog, bro. It's insane. He's a star. Like he was that last year. He was not given the flowers he deserved. He has like twelve sacks this season. Bro, he's he's a fucking dog. I mean he, he, he was he's a dog since Kentucky, bro. And oh yeah. Bro, he's always. I wanted him, if I'm being honest. I wanted him. Yeah, bro, fuck yeah. I mean, think about it, bro. 2019. People we were saying with... they didn't want him. I'm like, because he went to Kentucky. I'm like, bro. It before John. Oh, wait, no, he didn't go to John Ross. That was 2019. Hold up. Uh, uh, Jonah. Yeah, Jonah, you're. Ugh, that's nasty. Um. So, yeah, bro. The defensive line definitely presents some problems. Um. Uh, Hamilton is good. Um, uh, uh, Damon Harrison. Maybe that is Damon Harrison. Actually, uh, they got another dude that's got some juice on that interior. They have no three tech that wows you off the screen, but that's a good defensive line. That that defensive line actually reminds me. I was gonna say like Seattle. That defensive line reminds me of the Texans. Yeah, and uh, the Texans gave us some problems. So, they got to be mindful of that. Uh, great linebackers, like I said. They have a good secondary. Not a great secondary. <clears throat> I, we can work against anybody. Jake Browning, that, that's what we predicated off of. we got to see what he can create. That white – is it a white safety they got? He's fire. Yeah, Andrew Wingard? Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Actually, I should have refrained a bit. 
Like, their corners are nice. Like, they got Rashawn Jenkins over there. They got Andrew Wingard, who stepped up well in that safety spot. Uh, they got Tyson Campbell, who's a fucking dog. Like, Tyson Campbell's a stud, bro. Um, and then um, uh, Darius Williams. Darius Williams had a phenomenal year in 21. And then went to the, or, yeah, went to the Jags. Played like shit last year. Now he's back. So, yeah, man, they, they can present some problems for sure. Like, I'd say that defense is almost like equivalent. It, that That's probably top 10 defense, bro. So, you think about in the macro, Jake Browning's first 10 quarters of his career starting in the, in the regular season. Three top 10 defenses featuring arguably the best one. Like, that sucks, man. It's tough. You got to make it happen. Like the hopes for the rest of this season reside on this game, and it it's not going to get any easier. You know, week after you got to face DeForest Buckner and the Colts. That guy's wreaking havoc this year, and then uh, you know you, you got to face the Chiefs. You got to face the Steelers again, the Browns. So it's not going to get any easier. And you know the, these are going to be the Vikings. Yeah, see, I mean, Daniel Hunter. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Hunter is literally going crazy too, and you know that—that's literally the the big one is the Colts one. Buckner is it? Buckner is that who it is? Yeah, DeForest Buckner. I think. Yeah, I think he's going crazy, and then you got, like I just pointed out, Daniel Hunter. <laughs> so I mean, it's not—it's not going to get easier, you know. And this is where games where Jake Bryan's got to either learn to adapt or we're just like, we're simply not going to win football games. Uh, I mean, adapt or die. Like that's where this and the guys that have to create Zach Bryan in front and Jake, you are like, I can't believe I'm not even adding the old line. Like the old line has been what it's been this year. Yeah. It's been fine. It's just been they are limited with exactly we've exacerbated the points on already. So how about you try your best to keep them out of those situations when you can? I know they're going to present themselves. I know it's not going to be perfect. Can you try to mitigate that? Ways you can mitigate that is to fucking trust the run. There should never be another goddamn game again that your running back number one is not getting 11 carries in a game. Period. and, And that is the worst of the worst situation. You better lose by fucking 40 if you run the ball 11 times. So try to get it going. Have some of these guys pull in between the tackles. Run behind Orlando Brown. Get some pull concepts to where you have Alex Kappa working alongside Orlando Brown. Try to operate in light boxes. If they show you a light box, end up fucking motioning a dude out wide to strain that fucking box. And then work on the outside. Like, and continue to shift our dudes around pre-snap. Use jet motions. We might need you as OC, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that good, bro. But, I mean, <laughs> he he'd just be like one of the what's it called, uh, the offensive analyst, and you'll come yeah. and just like yeah, know my ideas to cook up. I mean, shit, dude. A lot of the dudes I talk to are actually crazy. Like they know for real. Like you think I do? I mean, dude. Some of the people I talk to, I'm like, yeah, like you dead ass could pr- like probably show up Brian Callahan right now, but not <laughs> just 
it is all about manipulation of space, bro, because there's there will forever be 52 yards from each sideline to operate with. Like, and you can only create so much unless if you are physically gifted like a Jamar, which is the fucking leeway of an elite Zach Taylor productive offense. Jamar creating. How about you help him create something? Put them in the situations because you're going to have to do it. So, yeah, bro. I mean, I'd say we're probably ready to get to predictions here. You know, after uh, breaking it down. You go first. <laughs> All right. A lot of predictions this week, bro. <laughs> For the first time this year, I got a prediction to lose, dude. Like, I, I don't see it. I just – I don't see Jake Brown being able to create enough. Um, I don't know. It's so hard for me to even say I predict an L because. I don't know, bro. I just, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know, me and you have literally picked the Bengals to win every game. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm really going to have to probably predict them to lose for the first time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, man, the optimism can only go so far. Well, I mean, also, the biggest thing is, I think, for both of us, bro, what's been amazing with this team, and some fans can even lose sight of it with the one-sidedness, is that it was always realistic because yeah. we're as good as any fucking team in the league. Exactly. Like, we can run with these dudes. It was different, and we said this a lot as well. It was different in 19 and 20 and obviously majority of years before because, no, we weren't like all those other teams. But now... It's like, of course, when we were what we were, yeah, fuck yeah, we were picking every week. But, yeah, this situation, man, it, it's just, it's tough. I think that with, you know, just Jake, the question mark of what his production is going to look like, the Jags present a lot of problems, bro. We we have not talked enough about <laughs> Calvin Ridley is a problem. Uh, Fucking Zay Jones is a problem. Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne, Tank's, Tank Bigsby is a fucking tank. Like, these dudes are problems, and T-Law is awesome. I get it. T-Law has not had a great year. It's kind of weird. That's why we're, uh, I added the comment that Press Taylor is not that good. Like, no, he's just not good, period. Like, the amount of offense, the amount of talent on that offense, like, they should be putting up 30 every week. And they're not doing that, but don't mean they can't. So, as this team has been so great, you know, our defense would not give up many points. I just don't know how well they can hold up. So, I'll go with the score prediction of 27-13. I think the Bengals will stay in it. The defense will do kind of what they did uh, in the games, majority of the games with the one-legged Joe Burrow of, Keep it competitive, but it'll break the camel's back after trying to supplement for a lackluster offense. I just don't think they're going to be able to create enough. So I could maybe see like 20, 13, maybe even like 13, 13. So sometime fourth quarter, then they pull away. So I'm going to have to go 27, 13 Jags. Um, Jake Browning. Um, I'll probably go something like. Here's going to be the big decipherer. How many times he drops back. You know you, the runs are going to be low. I could see like 22 for 30, 
eight. 22 for 38. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to see that, bro. I don't want to see 38. Just, <laughs> it, is the, it is the horrible. Oh, my God. Just like last week when I made the prediction that it's not going to get better in the run game. I didn't expect it that bad, bro. No one ever ex- – imagine predicting, yeah, Joe Mixon <laughs> 8 for 16 yards. No. I predict Joe Mixon rushing for 8 yards. No, imagine if you say that, like, you didn't expect no difference, but then actually it's worse. Like, you yeah, were wrong. Dude. You technically were wrong. Cause it was- I was. We were. I mean, we said it, yeah, dude. Like, after the Ravens game for how good Joe was playing, we're like, certainly they can't, like, you know, abandon it, right? Zach's like, watch this. <laughs> that fucking Usher meme. Like, come on, bro. Y'all so fraudulent. Oh, my um, God. All right, bro. So 22 for 38 for Jake. For Jakey. Um, whatever the fuck Joe called his weird-ass nickname. Um, Jake Spindry. What the fuck <laughs> does that even mean? Like, I, I was like, when he said his nickname, I was like, what? All right, bro. You know what? I feel like Joe would be the type of dude that like no he 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 emphasized that it was a Brandon Allen thing that it's not being said in thought he was cooking with that I know imagine <laughs> thinking that's just funny like oh this is so funny like dude keep that boof ass shit to yourself all right that's why so, Joe Burrow didn't invite Brandon Allen to quarterback camp with uh <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, he's like, you are uninvited. <laughs> no, nah, that's fine. But okay, okay, so I got to keep it the prediction here. 22 for 38 uh, <sighs> passing yards. We'll go, you know what? He, he'll get some work. We'll, we'll, have, a, we'll have a little bit of fun. No. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm changing my score prediction. 24 20. Fuck. 24-20 Jags, okay? Because he's going to throw for 268. All right? Two touchdowns, two picks. Um, Joe Mixon. Fuck. Damn. 12 rushes. Oh, wait. Wait. I know. Dude's about to hang up on the call. He's, I'm done. I'm leaving. 12 rushes, but Chase Brown will get six. Okay, hey, hey, 18 rushes. Come on, Zach and Brian, right, huh? Yeah. And uh, Joe Mixon will probably get like, so 12 rushes, 49 yards, 49 yards, um, three receptions, <laughs> probably 20-something yards. Jamar, Jamar's going off, bro. Jamar's going off. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Since you're talking about the running backs and how they're, and get like 18 carries. You, you said the Zach Taylor shit. I just couldn't help but think, watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No. Nah, I mean, who knows what? <laughs> you know what? That'd be a good meme, bro. What is Zach Taylor's running game bag? Like, what does that bag look like? Is that a fucking, is that like a, it's a worse bag. I mean, is that like, oh, that's a dog. Is this a dog, a doggy park bag filled with dog shit? Like, that baby is bad. I mean, has Zach even worked with a good running back besides maybe Todd Gurley? 
I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, he worked with Prime Joe Mixon in nineteen, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that. But I'm talking about before that. But yeah, damn, stop. That'd be crazy, bro. Because think, Joe Mixon has been a top seven back for years, and t- Gurley was that dude, and you have been ass with him. Like, why? That you've had good running backs for a long time, but what's Chase yeah, Brown's was, yards? What's Chase Brown's yards? Um, you know what? Six for 39. How about that? Yeah. So, uh-oh. Uh-oh, Drake. Little 15, little 15 yard run. Yeah, maybe we'll get two. Then the questions. Oh, no. Oh, you haven't had bursts like that in a while. We haven't seen something like that. I can see it. I can see it. So, six for 39. Um, No receptions because fucking, we only throw it to Joe Mixon. Um, Jamar. Jamar, seven catches, 104 yards, Tutty, because why the fuck not? Um, T, five catches, 71 yards, no Tutty. Uh, All right, this is the week, T, Huddy, Tutty, 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 Huddy, Tutty time, all right? Four catches. This is the most T Huddy stats ever. I'm, I'm gonna just keep making these stats every week. Four catches, 48 yards, touchdown. Uh, Drew Sample, 11 receptions, 271 yards, and three touchdowns. Drew Sample is about to Jamar Chase. I'm kidding. Um, Drew will probably get like one catch for like two yards. Um, probably on like a half up, uh, a halfback backside. Dump off. Remember the one that he had a few weeks ago where he tripped? Um, he won't trip this time. He'll just get tackled right away. So that'll be Drew Sample's highlights for the game. Um, that's pretty much it, bro. Like, I guess I'll have to add Travis DT in real quick. 19 rushes, 97 yards, two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. Start him in fantasy. Evan Ingram? Start. <laughs> yeah, start Evan Ingram. Oh, my God, start Evan Ingram. Fuck. Like, oh, my God. You have so many passes, bro. You might have 10 catches, bro. All right. You know what? I'm going to keep it modest. Eight. Eight catches. 68 yards. How about that? That's good. That's comforting. I feel good. I feel good about that serendipitously. I can't really support it because Jermaine and Logan have just given up so much shit in the fucking pass game this year. Um, But, yeah, man. I mean, uh, T-Law, I don't know. I don't really care. Just hang in there, man. Make it competitive. Show fight. It's a good Jags team. And, um, yeah, man, do your best to try to come out with a dub. Yeah, before I get into my predictions, here's some uh, some fun facts for the day. Samajay P. Ryan has more receiving yards than T. Higgins. Here's a fun fact. All right, guys, that was a good episode. See ya. I'm kidding. Here's another. I'm going head out. Here's another fun little bit. Drew Sample has the same amount of touchdowns as Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Zay Flowers, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Odell Beckham Jr., and 
he has more touchdowns than Chris Godwin on the Buccaneers. So, as of right now, for example, he is keeping up with some of these highly touted, you know, prospects in the league, like, you know, Amari Cooper, Jeremy McLaurin, T. He's keeping up with the best of them. He is. I mean, he really is. And I, I, I kind of undermine your comment of one reception for two yards because I'll do better. You know, I think I think I'm gonna start off my predictions with a Drew Sample prediction. Let's go. <laughs> I think I think Drew's gonna have two catches for nine yards. Okay. I don't think he's gonna have one catch for two yards. I think he's gonna have a little little six yard reception. Okay. Move the chain. All oh so not not the one catch for two yards and then one catch for seven bro, yards, but one catch for six bro, yards, you're saying. Bro, it's gonna be a one catch for six yards, move the chains, and then he's gonna have the little three yard pass, like how you how you predicted, except I'm gonna do one better. I'm gonna see he gets three on it. So- All right. Hey, I, I got one for you. How about this? <laughs> Over under 0.5 jukes on his catch. Does he juke? Definitely. Definitely point five. Really? So you're taking the over? Yeah. It's plus two hundred. It's not 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 to say it's gonna be a successful juke, but attempted juke, yes. Uh I think the successful juke means that he has to get three yards after the play. After after the juke attempt. You sure? Maybe a yard. Hey, the upside's there, but I don't know, bro. Look, last week he could not juke. Wide open. Past Mitch. He, he might, had to run him over. He might just truck the dude. You know? That ain't a juke. That's a truck. Like that's the thing. That's the challenge. Can you move? <laughs> I don't know if he can. Uh, well, like I said, two receptions for nine yards. You're not gonna like my uh my prediction. Um I'm gonna sound like a Jags fan. But Jag thirty one, Bagels three. Eh, kind of close. So I <laughs> oh. Eggs thirty, Bengals thirteen, um, in Jacksonville. Just, just a invigorating win for the Jacksonville fans. Just saddening for Bengals fans. We know what it is at this point. Um, I think Bengals stay in it for a little bit in the beginning, and then I think I think that the Bengals offense is just going to be so. So bad, even with Jamar and T, even with Jamar and T and and all these great players, I just think that somehow we're going to be failed again this week, um, as we have been time and time again uh, with the (laughs) offensive play calling. (laughs) So depressing. Bro's like, congratulations to the Jags. <laughs> and I, you have killed them. And I just, I think it's going to be like sad for Lou. I think Lou's going to be, you know, doing his thing, but it's just going to, it's going to fall on that offense and it, it's going to eventually hurt Lou. I think we're going to be talking about after the game how we saw Jordan Battle make some, make some crazy plays. He's definitely safety of the future um i think uh about miles murphy yeah uh miles miles might get in there for a pass pressure he might get in there for a pressure i don't know about a sack um but i i think hendrickson will hendrickson's definitely getting a sack but yeah man it it's it's a depressing uh 
game prediction. I'll dive into my players. Um, I think Jake Browning is just going to have a um, day. abysmal day. I think it's going to be abysmal. Um, I think Jake's going to have 188 passing yards. <laughs> I think he's going to have uh, one touchdown, surprisingly. Okay. One touchdown. And <sighs> touchdown to Joe Mixon. Okay. Receiving touchdown to Joe Mixon. He's going to throw two picks. All right. I was almost, I was about, I was contemplating three. We're going to say two. We're going to say two. It's just going to be a bad completion day for him. He's probably going to uh, complete 18 passes uh, for 31 attempts. Uh, Joe Mixon, they're going to have to at some point get him on the ground, and I think they will. I think he's going to have 15 carries. But I think the uh, but I, but I think what's depressing about the fifteen carries is going to be the predictability again, and I think Joe's going to have like forty four yards on fifteen carries. It's going to be something like damn. Um, Chase, they're going to get him like one carry for like three yards. Um. Jamar, man, Jamar's going to have, like, four catches for, like, 30. Oh, my gosh, bro. I'm throwing bricks at Jake when he comes back if he gets four catches, bro. I'd be livid. He had four catches last week, bro. Did he? Yes, bro. Four for 82. And Balls that were literally bounced into Jamar's arms, <laughs> like, like, so, like, I, I think it's gonna be like four for like thirty-one to thirty-nine, and then you're gonna see T like T might have like four or five for like fifty, or maybe lower, and then maybe TB, TB's your leading receiver, but. I yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be a tough week this week if I'm being realistic. The Jags, they're just they're juiced up. Um and, and they're they're fighting and fighting to potentially get that one seat if they can. I mean it, it's definitely up for grabs and you know to seal a win against us would would be big for them. Um I, but I, I will point out even with the predictions, I, I hope that you know, we stay in this game and we potentially upset them in, in you know, kind of like a trap game for them. But realistically, you know, just being being optimistic. Um, if the Bengals, you know, lose 30-13, it's, it's better than 45-13. to 13. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like you said, depressing. <laughs> depressing. But at the same time, we have a lot to build on. We know we got the talent. Um, and it, it's fucking up next year. A lot of people are like kicking us while we're fucking down type shit. And that's okay. That's well, that's well and okay. And so we get, we get the fuck back right up and we're ready to go again at this time. We're just, you know, we gotta, 
we got to accept our fate, you know, of what this season has been. And it's been, honestly, it's just, it's been shitty. But at the same time, um, we have an opportunity to, like you said last week, either we are, you know, it's one, one loss or one day closer to a better draft pick, like you said. I think that's a good way, a good way to look at it. I mean, some people, some people don't see it that way. Some people actually see it that way entirely. And you know, no matter what, I'll still, I'll still root this team on. Um, you know, I was out there in the crowd last week yelling Jake Shiesty. I was the only person in the crowd yelling Jake Shiesty, like going crazy for Jake. So. We we just we gotta gotta see him do something against the Jags. Um, I know Zach is you know press is probably messing with him all week. You know we got that legendary brother, uh, which, which I think that might not get as much attention as it should, right? You know press against Zach, but it's uh it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I think it's it's gonna be a massive mid off, um, <laughs> and the family may acknowledge it too. Like, look at our sons, so mid. No, but Bill Callahan's over in Cleveland. Like, <laughs> I mean, they are straight fucking. Uh, God damn, the boy and I knew fucking cigarette brands. What if we could have got out of state? Bill, there's Newports, dude. There's some Newport mids. Some fucking cigarettes that are fucking mid-sized. <laughs> it's going to be a shit off. I mean, look, man. God. Look. That was the worst prediction session we've ever had. <laughs> David, dude, I wish I didn't interrupt yours because I would have clipped that shit just posted for fun, like... This dude, we're cooked. <laughs> like, like we're we're cooked. Like, but at the same time, I see I see optimism in it all because you know at the end of the day, it's a blessing in disguise. You know, we look at it like, damn, Joe's been hurt two out of his four years, but at the same time, that's the <laughs> what did they do the the year after they they put dudes on that line, so we're gonna. We're going to see, well, actually after the Super Bowl year, but still, um, which is crazy, actually, now that I think about it, like, damn, y'all really, <laughs> y'all really tried out all them guys after your quarterback just towards ACL. That's crazy. Um, wow. Never thought about it like that. But we just, we got we to gotta get better, bro. You know, we, we have the team, you know, for the future. And uh, one day, one day at a time, as we've uh, prefaced, that's B-Thing's favorite word, prefaced. Um, but one day closer, Justin Jefferson, still. I mean, we since the last time we've really talked about this countdown, we're closer than ever. It's going to be glorious, man. It's going to be glorious, yep. I mean, like you said, bro, you know, no matter what comes from this game, you know, there's definitely some bright spots, uh, like I said, all along. You know, as this podcast wasn't really predicated off of it, so I should add more. It's a win-win. 
You know, we we get ourselves primed for a better offseason for what we know is going to come with 24, at least with the healthy Joe. Of course, some question marks at our TBD, you know, with some premier guys we have. Um, we'll see. But still, the, a lot of the premier guys are here. They're going to put on premier production. And um, it's going to be fun, man. Let's just enjoy it. Like, it's already December, yo. Crazy. Like, December 1st. But... Do you have Trevor Lawrence turning the ball over at all or no? Um, yes, I do. Who's, he has 11 picks this year, I think, or nine. Who's, more than who's getting season. it? Who's getting it? Bro, I feel like – I don't know if it will happen, but I feel like a Trey Hendrickson pick has to come up eventually. That batted pass. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Bro, like, remember I, when we did that shit against Miami, dog? That was yeah. shit. Oh, my gosh, bro. That, dude, that game was awesome, bro. Like, we really own fucking Ryan what was that? What was that? Michael Johnson fucking. Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard is a rookie, right? Yeah. Yep. Joe and popping off in that game, catching a crazy fucking touchdown pass from a Cinderella throw by Andy. Yeah, bro, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we need another one of those. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say Trey, though. Um, You know what? I'm feeling Jordan battle. How about it? Well, we feeling really good after Jordan after this game. Okay. Prediction. Yep. A- Who is your? Do you have a turnover from him? And my depressing predictions, I don't. I don't think he... I don't think he turns the ball. How many pass touchdowns? Four? <laughs> no. Considering. He got 27 for 27. Well, considering, considering that they get 30, I think our elite red zone defense is going to hold them to three field goals. So, I think hey. they'll score three touchdowns. I think probably two through the air and then one on the ground. Ooh, actually, I have to throw another prediction in there. Andre, two catches, 31 yards. Bro, he he's like, he could really do some shit, bro. I really think he could. He can, man. Well, uh, look, guys, that'll do it for another episode of this All Things Bengals podcast. We will be back uh, probably Tuesday night. Depending on how bad our beatdown was, nah, we can't avoid it. It's got to be Tuesday night now. I'm thinking about it because we got the short week. So appreciate you all for listening to another episode of this All Things Bengals podcast. Drake, peace out, bro. Peace.